Dunhuang. Situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted, and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for two thousand years. Buckle up for our new podcast: Why We Love Dunhuang. The one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why we love Dunhuang? You will have your answers. 听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎来到轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。在今天的节目中，我们将会听到英国儿童文学作家罗尔德·达尔的一句话，中国宋代词人柳永的一首词作《凤栖梧》，注以危楼风细细。最后，让我们来听美国天文学家卡尔·爱德华·萨根为英国著名物理学家霍金的代表作《时间简史》所写的导言。More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. So please, oh please, we beg, we pray, go throw your TV set away, and in its place, you can install a lovely bookshelf on the wall. Rolled doll. 所以，请求你，我们恳求，我们祈祷，去把你的电视机扔掉，在它的位置上，你可以在墙上安装一个可爱的书架。罗尔德·达尔。罗尔德·达尔。1916年出生于英国威尔士的卡迪夫， 1 9 9 0年去世。他毕业于天主教兰达夫学校雷普顿公学。他是具有挪威籍的英国杰出儿童文学作家、剧作家和短篇小说作家。罗尔德·达尔是艾伦坡文学奖、白面包儿童图书奖、英国儿童图书奖、世界奇幻文学大会奖得主，其代表作有《查理和他的巧克力工厂》。了不起的狐狸爸爸、女巫等，对世界儿童文学影响巨大，其多部作品都被拍成了电影。他的作品构思奇特，从现实出发，但是常常打破现实中的各种常规逻辑，情节紧凑，或幽默，或荒诞，经常给人以意想不到之感。So please, oh please, we beg, we pray, go throw your TV set away, and in its place, you can install a lovely bookshelf on the wall. Rolled doll. 
。所以，请求你，我们恳求，我们祈祷，去把你的电视机扔掉，在它的位置上，你可以在墙上安装一个可爱的书架。罗尔德·达尔。您正在收听的是轻松调频美文阅读《More to Read》，下面让我们一起走进诗歌的世界。More to Read， 闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day。凤栖舞，伫倚危楼风细细。刘永，伫倚危楼风细细，望极春愁，暗暗生天际。草色烟光残照里，无言谁会凭栏意？你把书狂徒一醉，对酒当歌。享乐还无味，衣带渐宽终不悔，为伊消得人憔悴。Tune, Phoenix perching on parasol, by Liu Yong. I lean alone on balcony in light, light breeze. As far as the eye sees, on the horizon dark, parting grief grows unseen. In fading sunlight rises smoke over grass green. Who understands why mutely on the rails I lean? I'll drown in wine my parting grief. Chanting before the cup, strained mirth brings no relief. I find my gown too large, but I will not regret. It's worth while growing languid for my dear coquette. We're 这首词上片写登高望远所引起的无尽离愁，以迷离的景物描写，渲染出凄楚悲凉的气氛；下片写主人公为消逝离愁决意痛饮狂歌，但强颜为欢，终觉无味；最后以健笔写柔情，自是甘愿为思念伊人而日渐消瘦憔悴。整首词巧妙地把漂泊异乡的落魄感受。
同怀恋意中人的缠绵情思融为一体，表现了主人公坚毅的性格与执着的态度，成功的刻画了一个至诚男子的形象。而这首词的妙处在于紧扣春愁及相思，却又迟迟不肯说破，只是从字里行间向读者透露出了一些消息，眼看要写到了，却又刹住，调转笔墨，如此隐隐绰绰，扑朔迷离，千回百折。直到最后一句才是真相大白，可以说在词的最后两句相思的感情达到高潮的时候戛然而止，激情回荡，又具有很强的感染力。好，下面呢，让我们再来欣赏一下这首词作的中英文版本。这一次我们还将听到另一个不同的英文译本，译者为美国汉学家海淘伟和中国著名古典文学研究者叶嘉莹，由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读。凤栖梧，伫倚危楼风细细。刘永，伫倚危楼风细细。望极春愁，暗暗生天际。草色烟光残照里，无言谁会凭栏意？你把书狂徒一醉，对酒当歌。享乐还无味，衣带渐宽终不悔，为伊消得人憔悴。Tune, Phoenix perching on parasol, by Liu Yong. I lean alone on balcony in light, light breeze. As far as the eye sees, on the horizon dark, parting grief grows unseen. In fading sunlight rises smoke over grass green. Who understands why mutely on the rails I lean? I'll drown in wine my parting grief. Chanting before the cup, strained mirth brings no relief. I find my gown too large, but I will not regret. It's worth while growing languid for my dear coquette. To the tune, "Phoenix in the Phoenix Tree," by Liu Yong. For long, I stand at the window in the gentle breeze, staring into infinity, at spring melancholy, somberly growing on the horizon, in the fading light, mist, shimmer. On grass, who can understand why I lean, wordless, on the balustrade? I am determined to be reckless, plan a drunk. Here is wine, here is song, but 
enforced mirth is no favour. It doesn't matter, after all, that my girdle grows looser. She is worth being haggard for. Beauty of words. 欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读 ，Motor Read。我是沈听。下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of words。斯蒂芬·威廉·霍金出生于1942年 ，2018 年去世。英国著名的物理学家，剑桥大学数学及理论物理学系教授。其主要研究领域是宇宙论和黑洞，证明了广义相对论的奇性定理和黑洞面积定理，提出了黑洞蒸发理论和无边界的霍金宇宙模型。1963年，霍金就被确诊患上了肌肉萎缩性厕所硬化症，全身瘫痪，不能言语，手部只有三根手指可以活动。其代表作包括《时间简史》《果壳中的宇宙》《大设计》等。我们接下来要读到的呢，就是霍金的代表作《时间简史》的导言，而这篇导言的作者是卡尔·爱德华·萨根，他是美国天文学家、天体物理学家、宇宙学家，也是行星学会的创立者，同时也是非常成功的天文学、天体物理学等自然科学方面的科普作家。而这篇导言的中文译本，其译者是许明贤和吴中超，两位也都是中国物理学方面的专家学者。好，下面呢就让我们一起来读一下这篇导言的中英文版本。Introduction to a Brief History of Time by Carl Sagan. 时间简史导言，卡尔萨根。We go about our daily lives understanding almost nothing of the world. We give little thought to the missionary that generates the sunlight that makes life possible. To the gravity that glues us to an Earth that would otherwise send us spinning off into space, or to the atoms of which we're made and on whose stability we fundamentally depend. Except for children who don't know enough not to ask the important questions, few of us spend much time wondering why nature is the way it is, where the cosmos came from, or whether it was always here. If time will one day flow backward, and effects precede causes, or whether there are ultimate limits to what humans can know, there are even children, and I have met some of them, who want to know what a black hole looks like, what is the smallest piece of matter, why we remember the past and not the future, how it is, if there was chaos early, that there is apparently order today. And why there is a universe? We are in a completely unknown world. We are in a 
，对于我们油脂构成并依赖其稳定性的原子思考的很少。除了小孩他们知道太少，会不知轻重的问重要的问题。我们中很少人会用大量时间惊讶自然界为何这个样子，宇宙从何而来，或它是否总在这儿，时间会不会有朝一日倒流，并因此导致果先于因。或者人类认识是否有极限？甚至我曾遇到一些小孩，他们想要知道黑洞是什么样的，物质的最小部分是什么，为何我们记住过去而不是将来？如果早先是紊乱的，则今天显然是有序的，这究竟是怎么回事？为何存在一个宇宙 ？In our society. It is still customary for parents and teachers to answer most of these questions with a shrug, or with an appeal to vaguely recalled religious precepts. Some are uncomfortable with issues like these because they so vividly expose the limitations of human understanding. But much of philosophy and science has been driven by such inquiries. All increasing number of adults are willing to ask questions of this sort. And occasionally, they get some astonishing answers. Equidistant from the atoms and the stars, we are expanding our exploratory horizons to embrace both the very small and the very large. 在我们社会里，父母和老师仍然依惯例用耸肩膀或借助模糊回想起的宗教格言来回答这些问题中的大部分。有些人则对这一类问题感到不舒服。因为他们如此生动地暴露了人类理解的局限性，但是哲学和科学大部分即是由这种好奇心所驱动的。越来越多的成年人愿意问这类问题，并且他们偶尔会得到一些令人惊奇的答案。我们这些离开原子和恒星同样远的人类，正在扩大自己探索的视野，去拥抱这非常小和非常大的对象。In the spring of 1974, about two years before the Viking spacecraft landed on Mars, I was at a meeting in England sponsored by the Royal Society of London to explore the question of how to search for extraterrestrial life. During a coffee break, I noticed that a much larger meeting was being held in an adjacent hall, which, out of curiosity, I entered. I soon realized. That I was witnessing an ancient rite, the investiture of new fellows into the Royal Society, one of the most ancient scholarly organizations on the planet. In the front row, a young man in a wheelchair was very slowly signing his name in a book that bore on its earliest pages the signature of Isaac Newton. When at last he finished, there was a stirring ovation. Stephen Hawking was a legend even then. 1974年春，大约在海盗飞船登陆火星之前两年，我参加了在英国由伦敦皇家学会主办的关于探索如何寻找天外生命的会议。会议中间休息时，我注意到隔壁大厅里正举行一个大得多的会议。出于好奇心，我进去了。我很快意识到自己在见证一个古老的仪式。吸收新会员加入皇家学会
，这个本行星上最古老的学术组织的授职室。前排，一位坐在轮椅中的年轻人正非常缓慢地将他的名字签在一本书上，而这本书的最前页是伊萨克·牛顿的签名。当他最后签好时，大厅里响起了一阵响亮的掌声。斯蒂芬·霍金。甚至在那时，就是一位传说中的人物。Hawking is now the location professor of mathematics at Cambridge University, a post once held by Newton and later by P. A. M. Dirac, two celebrated explorers of the very large and the very small. He is their worthy successor. This Hawking's first book for the non-specialist holds rewards of many kinds for the lay audience. As interesting as the book's wide-ranging contents is the glimpse it provides into the workings of its author's mind. In this book are lucid revelations on the frontiers of physics, astronomy, cosmology, and courage. Now, Hawking is the Cambridge University's Lucasian professor. This position was held by Newton, later by Dirac, and by Dirac. 他是他们的毫不逊色的继承人。这本霍金首次为非专业人士写的书，会给外行读者多种酬劳。和这本书广泛的内容一样有趣的是对作者智力工作的浏览。物理、天文、宇宙学和勇气的前沿被清晰地呈现在本书之中。This is also a book about God, or perhaps about the absence of God. The word God fills these pages. Hawking embarks on a quest to answer Einstein's famous question about whether God had any choice in creating the universe. Hawking is attempting, as he explicitly states, to understand the mind of God, and this makes all the more unexpected the conclusion of the effort. At least so far, a universe with no edge in space, no beginning or end in time. And nothing for a creator to do. This is also a book about God, perhaps about God not existing. The book is filled with the word "God" in its place. Hawking quickly answered Einstein's famous question about whether God had a choice in creating the universe. As Hawking clearly stated, he was trying to understand God's mind. This made Hawking's efforts more extraordinary. 一个空间上无边无际，时间上无始无终，且造物主无所事事的宇宙。Introduction to a Brief History of Time by Carl Sagan. We go about our daily lives, understanding almost nothing of the world. We give little thought to the machinery that generates the sunlight that makes life possible, to the gravity that glues us to an Earth that would otherwise send us spinning off into space, or to the atoms of which we're made and on whose stability we fundamentally depend. Except for children who don't know enough not to ask the important questions. Few of us spend much time wondering why nature is the way it is, where the cosmos came from, or whether it was always here. 
if time will one day flow backward and effects precede causes, or whether there are ultimate limits to what humans can know. There are even children, and I have met some of them, who want to know what a black hole looks like, what is the smallest piece of matter, why we remember the past and not the future, how it is if there was chaos early, that there is apparently order today, and why there is a universe. In our society, it is still customary for parents and teachers to answer most of these questions with a shrug. Or with an appeal to vaguely recalled religious precepts, some are uncomfortable with issues like these because they so vividly expose the limitations of human understanding. But much of philosophy and science has been driven by such inquiries. All increasing number of adults are willing to ask questions of this sort, and occasionally they get some astonishing answers. Equidistant from the atoms and the stars. We are expanding our exploratory horizons to embrace both the very small and the very large. In the spring of 1974, about two years before the Viking spacecraft landed on Mars, I was at a meeting in England sponsored by the Royal Society of London to explore the question of how to search for extraterrestrial life. During a coffee break, I noticed. That a much larger meeting was being held in an adjacent hall, which, out of curiosity, I entered. I soon realized that I was witnessing an ancient rite: the investiture of new fellows into the Royal Society, one of the most ancient scholarly organizations on the planet. In the front row, a young man in a wheelchair was very slowly signing his name in a book that bore on its earliest pages. The signature of Isaac Newton. When at last he finished, there was a stirring ovation. Stephen Hawking was a legend even then. Hawking is now the Lucasian Professor of Mathematics at Cambridge University, a post once held by Newton and later by P. A. M. Dirac, two celebrated explorers of the very large and the very small. He is their worthy successor. This Hawking's first book for the non-specialist holds rewards of many kinds for the lay audience. As interesting as the book's wide-ranging contents is the glimpse it provides into the workings of its author's mind. In this book are lucid revelations on the frontiers of physics, astronomy, cosmology, and courage. This is also a book about God, or perhaps about the absence of God. The word God fills these pages. Hawking embarks on a quest to answer Einstein's famous question about whether God had any choice in creating the universe. Hawking is attempting, as he explicitly states, to understand the mind of God, and this makes all the more unexpected the conclusion of the effort. At least so far, a universe with no edge in space, no beginning or end in time. And nothing for a creator to do. Thank you for listening to today's Chinese reading program. You can also use the App Reader. 
在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。